This podcast is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. And now the story of Sir Tim, Question Boy, and Nobby, who created a podcast that only has seven listeners. It's the TV Talk Machine. Wow. We haven't heard that in a while. That's an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, here at the Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast number, who really cares? Uh, 73. 73? Benny, you do care, right? Yeah. And a couple of our uh, listeners who uh, use it by car like to be able to look on their mm-hmm. screen and see what number it is. And that's uh, we should also mark that uh, we're also celebrating that the lawyers from Arrested Development have not uh, chased this down. They have not chased this down. For inappropriate use of their theme music. Yeah, which we deemed appropriate, though, because we were just sampling it That's for right. artistic merit. That's right. We are recreating it into something else, within the bounds of fair use, we dare say. <laughs> yes, fair use. Uh, our bad use, as it's <laughs> often required on the TVTM. So let's, before we go any farther, let, I just want to make sure that uh, a couple of days have gone by now uh, since your last inauspicious performance in the, on the TVTM. Do you have anything you want to say I was, to our uh, listeners? I'd just like to say that I was uh, really hopped up on OxyContin <laughs> during the last <laughs> podcast, and I apologize to the listeners. I apologize even more than I usually do for the mediocrity, <laughs> but that was mediocrity squared. And I apologize to everyone. And, and we I, accept and I'm your now, apology. I'm now in rehab. <laughs> Actually, I was in rehab Wednesday. I'm back. It was a one-day quick rehab. And you know what? You're looking good. Thank you. Yeah. You trim down. You trim down. Yeah. It's actually, that looks like even, uh, uh, it's more of a svelte robe. Yes. It's a, uh, they it's gave, a... gave me this robe in rehab. One day rehab. Is you that... get a robe. It's so, it's so quick. <laughs> That's your 12-step robe. And the 13th step goes, you know where. The 13th step is raised. <laughs> well, I didn't expect that. So it was, that was another pleasant surprise. Looking good. All Thank right. You. So welcome back. And I know you're going to bring it. I know that you have all kinds of uh, uh, entertaining uh, facts and Absolutely. Voices. This is, this is going to be jam-packed with entertainment, this podcast. All right. Well, let's, let's start with a letter uh, that has a little bit, a bit of backstory, but you go ahead and read it. Let's just check it out. This is uh, from Jen from Parts Unknown. Mr. Gutman, I thought you might appreciate that your swag from years past has gone to good use. Oh. Now she's referring to... Swag that you hand out at your at one of our mini TV parties. Yeah. Yes. Although the talking Mr. T desktop cardboard cutout was not well appreciated at my Istasio's office, <laughs> I brought it home and my daughter, ten months old at the time, learned to growl with it. Learned to growl with Mr. T. She would point out and laugh hysterically. One of her first good Billy laughs came from repeated sounds of the Jimmy Javis stops here, <laughs> and she learned to do her first impressions after hearing Mr. T growl. Which led to substantially early developmental ability to roll around like a lion and create her own impression of a T-Rex. A Mr. T-Rex, I guess. <laughs> she is 20 months old now and her brother four, and they still ask to press the button, please. So needless to say, we've been hustling and bargaining left and right for a day and a half trying to wrangle a babysitter for the 11th. Hope to see you there. As a grant writer, PR writer for a nonprofit, I know the feeling of people asking you all of the questions that you clearly articulate in the document they have had in their box for over a week. Mm. Jen. So, Jen, uh, the, to, the, excellent. Oh, Lord. I, you know, I, if, if Teacher Tim is out there, I want to say 
the Joe's Mr. T goes straight to the top in the top five of best uh, question boy impersonation. So I did. So Jen did win uh, one of the coveted, by the way, Mr. T talking uh, cardboard cutouts where you press a button. So she did make it in on uh, on Thursday. Yeah. So then she had won that on a previous one. She came back this last Thursday or how many Thursdays ago? Yeah, last Thursday. And uh, she came to the uh, Cerrito Speakeasy for our KFOG TV party. Um, And they got a babysitter. They came. I didn't know. I didn't know who was out there. Uh, And so it turns out that um, I had some good swag to give away. One of them being the DVD of the 100th episode of uh, Family Guy. And uh, actually a script from that very same episode. So I I wanted to make sure somebody was a, a big fan of Family Guy. So I actually... Shout it out. Who was a big fan? Uh, unbeknownst to me, Jen is waving. I, I didn't know this till after she emailed to me. And she said her husband was. And I was like, yeah, but is he really? She says he's wearing Family Guy underwear. And the crowd goes crazy wanting him to drop trowel. 120 people screaming for him to drop trowel. My goodness. And uh, he did. And All right. Yes. Yeah. And he was wearing Family Guy underwear, which turned out to be Family Guy swag I had given out a year prior. Wow. And he, uh, it was such a big hit that uh, Peter Finch from KFOG had recorded it and did a big bit on KFOG, and so Jen's husband was uh, uh, minorly famous. And then she sends me another email. She says, she follows up with an email that says, uh, this is actually from this morning? Yeah. How about wow, that? Oh, my goodness. We are so on that, the that ball. That could be a first. Oh, no question. Uh, FYI, the man willing to drop trowel for a Family Guy script is also the father of the child learning to growl. Thanks to the Mr. T-Swag you received <laughs> through you. I'm so proud of our family. Much appreciated, keeping a fun tradition alive, and we have since ordered two Eels albums already having the Shrek 1 CD. And I love that you are a good writer able to work on a fun subject. Peace, Jen. Oh, that is so sweet. Nice. That is so sweet. And I hope, I like hopefully it. we'll see Jen... Uh, and, and her husband, and we, I mean, he's gone unnamed, but we will have to family guy guy. Hopefully, I think the family guy underwear is a table setter. Oh, no question. I think really? I can speak for Jen and say that once he dropped, he's a good looking guy, too. They're really? a good looking guy, yeah. They he probably dropped trial, and she was like, family guy. And he, oh, yes. and he got a Stewie t shirt. I gave him a Stewie t shirt where Stewie was wanted for matricide. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a big score for Jen's husband. Oh. Uh, she mentions the eels there, and um, I'm going to throw this out as a heads up to people because we need some information in this podcast. Um, what she's referencing is that I showed on the 11th, I showed um, a documentary, a Nova documentary called Parallel Lives, Parallel Universe. Really? Which is, I know you're mocking that it's probably the first time I've ever <laughs> seen Nova. That I just <laughs> <laughs> Did John Carmen give it to you? <laughs> oh, oh. oh, nice. Beautiful. So... Uh, it's a fantastic documentary about uh, Mark Everett, who's the lead singer uh, and the main guy behind the Eels, often goes by the name E. Uh, and he has been on the Shrek soundtrack. If you have that, you'll hear some Eels. Uh, they play them on KFOG, and uh, they're an indie band, well-known indie band. And it turns out that his father, who he didn't really know, even though they lived together for 20 years, his dad was not a huggy, touchy type thing. And it's very emotional for, uh, you know, uh, for parents. Uh, was... Um, Turns out that his father, um, what, Hugh Everett, was one of the fam- most now considered one of the most famous physicists in history. And so, in they were introducing this documentary, uh, MIT physicist said to Mark, he said, "Look, he goes, uh, 
about your dad. He goes, there are three, three people that are prominent for physicists in, in the history. He goes, there's Einstein, and there's Newton, and there's your dad. Wow. So how stunning is that? Well, so he didn't know his dad growing up? He or? did, but he didn't, and he only recently sort of knew that, like, because his dad was kind of like an emotional shut-in, and so what, what, what prompted this was that in the, in the, in the mid-1950s, his father, at the age of 24, came up with a theory so profound that people at the time couldn't even, even conceptualize it. He was basically that you could have, that you, there are two versions of you at all times. So that there's the so because you know you can you can split atoms and then the theory of splitting an atom down to just you know whatever uh, he, that his his Hugh Everett's theory was that that you were actually in two places at two, uh, at the same time and so it's really hard for even for physicists to sort of say wait there's another person doing this lame pro- podcast there's another Tim Goodman doing this dumbass podcast somewhere else while I'm oh, doing God. this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, please no. Uh, and it's a fascinating documentary that explains the science, but it's also a very emotional, like, coming to learn about his father and how... And the reason that he was probably so uh, shut down emotionally was because he was rejected. He was so far... He was too smart too soon, as they say in the, in the thing. A fantastic, fantastic wow. documentary. You can be in two places at once. Yes. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to come up in October, I think October 21st, uh, and I will definitely have that wow. preview that in the newspaper. Good. It's one of the best things I've seen all uh, all fall season. Wow. PBS will be happy to hear that. Yes, they are already happy to hear that. So that's that's big. And it doesn't involve Ken Burns. It does not involve Ken Burns. And it's only one part, right? <laughs> it's only one part, yes. Yeah. I want to um, know about this parallel universe that there's another podcast out there. <laughs> Three guys sitting in the pod cave and wow. in the shorty robe. Right now, right there now. Is, yeah, actually, that's true. A part of you, when every decision you make, uh, leaves someone in a parallel universe. It's very fascinating. I, I obviously can't explain it well, which is funny because the physicists, uh, quantum physicists, can't really explain it, but it does. It does exist, and they do a fantastic job of illustrating that in the uh, in the Nova special. So there is another Manny somewhere, somewhere manning uh, the knobs, manning the knobs at minimal effort, <laughs> not getting it done. Someone else has a cough. <laughs> oh, that was the last oh, thing. So we'll we'll leave that last one. Yeah. <clears throat> Are we going with another letter now? Yes. Ryan from the Big Nish in Japan. Oh, God. He, you wow. know what? I heard he was big in Japan. <laughs> he's huge in Japan. Yeah. He's actually writing from Budokan. He's actually... Uh, oh, he's live from Budokan. He is live from what, what is your favorite live from... Uh, what Cheap album? Trick. No oh, doubt. God. Absolutely. Live from Budokan. Yes. Yeah. I want you... To want me. <laughs> I want you to want me. I'm begging. <laughs> not your best no, Cheap Trick. No, no. But that's a great album, though. Great album. Right? Yeah. I've seen uh, Cheap Trick several times. Have you really? Yes. Ah. At the uh, Waukesha State Fair in Wisconsin, I believe was the last time. And that was 10 years ago. Waukesha. Who? Yeah. who? <laughs> if we have any callers in Waukesha, yeah. give us a ring. By the way, uh, speaking of Japan, uh, what other... Um, uh, songs from that ha- that quote the Japanese or Japan. What do you like? Uh, turning Japanese, of course. By the Vapors. Yes. Ah, yeah. Do you know any of it? I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning <laughs> Japanese. I really think so. Good. I love how I just pulled these out of you. Yes. Okay. So this was sent. Like, tell everybody. It's sent how long ago? Oh, this is a another timely one. Sent uh, July 31st. Interestingly enough, it was brought to the podcast from Benny. 
we had pod. I guess we had no pod. No, we had no pocket. That. I mean, I had no place to, to oh, have so. these things. So right. it, it right. was not you my know what fault. Benny does. He does sometimes answer questions that, that uh, listeners have on. Uh, he does he's actually. Part, yes. Yeah. He's very. He's very. He actually answers more than we do. Oh, no question. Yeah. All right, so from the big niche. All right, from the big niche. Hey, TVTM guys, you guys asked for the lyrics to the little homoerotic ditty I wrote. <laughs> now, to, to refresh our uh, listeners' memories, Ryan wrote a uh, long... It, it was hard to understand some of the lyrics. A long song. Uh, Fascinating. Yes. Mm-hmm. To it. So, so he says, I'm including it in the postscript to this email. And incidentally, it was a loose copy of the Flight of the Concords, Brett, You Got It Going On. Oh, remember that? Right, yeah. Likewise, the slow dissolution to an awkward gay fantasy was inspired by Jermaine's ballad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anywho, <laughs> I've got a question. Oh, good. In the movies, it's easy to follow good directors to find good movies, but harder to find actors who consistently choose good films. Harvey Keitel seems to have an amazing taste in scripts, but good actors like Nick Cage bounce between movies like Leaving Las Vegas and Trapped in Paradise. In TV land, it's easy to follow producers like Josh Whedon, J.J. Abrams, or Aaron Sorkin with confidence, but are, are there any TV actors that consistently choose good TV projects? Arigato! Gozaimasu! Oh, nice. Nice. Ryan from the Big Nish, Japan. And then he includes the lyrics. Which we will get to. We'll play his theme song and we will read his lyrics. Ryan, actually, a very good question. Probably beyond our capacity to even contemplate at this point. But I'm going to give it a shot. Are there good actors who consistently choose good roles on television? Sort of like an Edward Norton for the television. Yes. How about that? Very nice. Yeah. And let me just throw in a little bit of a... That was almost almost worthy of Ask Mick LaSalle. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a very fine podcast. Indeed. Yes. Um, Let's... uh, uh, before I get to his question, let's have a little breaking news related to his question. Um, sad to say, but I think this is going to be the upcoming is going to be the final season ever. Yes, of Flight of the Concords. The boys, no! yeah, the boys Why? have said it was too hard to create the episodes to create the songs that they're going to hinge the episodes around because it was reverse before. They had already had the songs. They made the TV shows around the songs. Second season, they had to whole come up with a whole bunch of new songs, and I think it was. Uh, let's use this word. It wasn't organic. Oh, so, unlike this podcast. Unlike this podcast, which we have is, nothing to create every week, and and yet we do. A little of God's green earth. <laughs> this starts out as an empty plot of fertile land, and we hoe it. Oh, do we hoe it? <laughs> uh, wow. Let's see. Ah, uh, good actors. How about how about um. Uh, okay. John Lee... Larroquette. No. <laughs> Lee Turgenson. Is that his name? Lee Turgenson, who's been in The Wire. He's been in um, uh, a lot of good stuff. He's also been in, uh, um, oh, help me out here. The, who was he? The HBO was Prison he? Series. Oz. Oz. He was in Oz. Wait, who's Lee Turgenson in The Wire? Um, uh, and he's also been in, uh, he, uh, Lee actually was uh, played the gay firefighter. Uh, in um, previous uh, uh, um, uh, Rescue Me episodes. <clears throat> and he's been in Homicide, The Wire. He's bounced around. I don't quite remember his role in The Wire, but he's bounced around. He's done some good stuff. Um, wow. Lee Turry, that's why you... Oh, wow. great one. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's all I got. I, but there are people who... I think just leave it with Lee Turgenson. Just, leave it. just yes. go out. Wow, that's a walk-off home run. Woo! 
Or that, just a walk off. <laughs> just a walk off. <laughs> Benny, do you have um, Ryan's theme song that oh, we could set up? I'm sure I can dig it up if I haven't deleted it by now. I know exactly. Oh, oh, oh my wow. god, that's like that's like tearing up a Picasso <laughs> or something like that. Do you ever uh, know that? Go oh, ahead. I Benny. think I found it here. Oh, uh, oh. excellent work! <laughs> wow, that's so unexpected. <laughs> hey, do you know? Any, do, you, do you know the Pablo Picasso, Pablo Picasso song from uh, um, Jonathan Richmond? TV talk machine. Oh, no, I have no idea. Wow. That's, that's still stuck in my head. The TV talk machine. I know you podcast. love that. <laughs> yeah, with Benny. No, I don't. Christian boy. All right, let's go to let's go to Ryan's theme song. Let's hear that. I love this one. Minasan konnichiwa. Hey, TM guys, please don't feel sad that your podcast is bad. It'll just get you mad. Don't worry that your show's not as good as LaSalle. It don't bother me none. I will still be your pal. You've got ten listeners who listen in. It doesn't bother us at all that all you do is phone it in. Some people listen to you right before they're gonna get it on. They love your dulcet tones. Cause guys, you got it going on. We learn about your hidden personalities as you discover latent homosexuality. Cause guys, you got it going on. There's three of you sitting with your shorty robes on. Well, Benny ably manages all the knobs. Guys, you got it going on. You three could have oh so much fun if you did a show about trimming your nether regions. Oh, if Benny were just born a lady. And I could hold him as he held me, and together we'd watch Tim and QB, and all of us could open our robes, because guys, you got it going on. Wow. That's great. Wow. Really a piece of oral... Oral um, pleasure is oral, what that was. And I mean that with A-U-R-A-L. All right, let's, let's read the lyrics, Joe. Hey, TM guys, please don't feel sad that your podcast is bad. It'll just get you mad. Don't worry that your show's not as good as LaSalle's. Don't bother me none. I will still be your pal. You've got ten listeners who listen in. It doesn't bother us all. It doesn't bother us at all that all you do is phone it in. <laughs> Some people listen to you right before they're going to get it on. They love your dulcet tones. Because you guys got it going on. We learn about your hidden personalities as you discover latent homosexuality. <laughs> guys, you got it going on. The three of you sitting with your shorty robes on. Well, Benny ably manages all the knobs. <laughs> Guys, you got it going on. The three of you could have oh so much fun if you did a show about trimming your nether regions. Oh, if Benny were just born a lady, then I could hold him as he held me. And together we would watch Tim and QB. And all of us could open our robes. Because, guys, you got it going on. Wow. I felt like William Shatner doing yeah, that. Lucy was, in the Sky yeah. with Diamonds. <laughs> Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Picture yourself on a boat on a river. Wow, that is lovely uh, poetry there. You know, it's lovely or work. Something, something. Yeah, yeah. lovely work. And, uh, you know, I, for one, appreciate it. And I am not... I did, too. You know, I'm not... Uh, I'm man enough to say that I teared up at that. I did, too. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. In your nether regions. My, uh, my uh, belt just got a little loose. <laughs> uh, let's put it that way. I loosened it up. I had a little trouble with uh, picturing me and Ryan sitting on a couch. Uh, was he? Well, I'm holding him or he's holding me? I, I think he's holding you. If uh, you were only a lady. Yeah. If you were only, and he held me. Yeah. As yeah. he held me. Then mm. I could hold him as he held me. So you're kind of you know, oh, mutually holy, holding oh, each other. Yeah. 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 
Hmm. Well, you never know, Benny. Some some of these nights get awful lonely as we head into the fall. True. It's going to get colder out the there. The temperature yeah. comes yeah. down. Benny, you know what? I need to cuddle the after the uh, after the twenty fifth. <laughs> I think it's a free night for all of us. Oh uh, yeah, you know? I think after the twenty fifth that night yeah. there'll be a, there'll be an after party. Did I? It's <laughs> an after party. Did I tell you that it's also ladies' night and the <laughs> feeling's right? <laughs> and you know what? Maybe we should go back and reference that because we have sort of, you know, talked about past uh, TV parties and the Cerrito and Jen and her husband who wears uh, Family Guy underwear. Let's uh, remind people what the breaking news we told them on Tuesday, which is what, Joe? The news is that uh, our event on the 25th at the Cerrito Theater in El Cerrito is free. Is free. 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 Not only free, but you will probably leave there with something. Oh yeah, not your self-esteem or <laughs> your self-respect, but you probably <laughs> or a good time. Glee, yeah, or a good time, but probably <laughs> some free swag, courtesy of Mister Gutman, be bringing his bag of swag. Oh yeah, there. Oh, and I saved. I saved a lot. And not only that, by the way, you will not leave with any any like uh, you know intellectual stimulation no. or information. What you will leave with possibly is I. I did save a lot of swag. In fact, those ungrateful. Bastards who called it. Some people called K Fog or emailed K Fog and said that the level of swag this time perhaps was not as good as in the past. Oh, what a bunch of ingrates. Yeah, that the bottom of it, like when you I got to what? the bottom, them. Oh, oh, I can feel your rage. You just threw them under the bus. But it's true. I, I gave a lot of good stuff away. I mean, good stuff. Like, how about this? A Generation Kill hoodie. Wow, that's good. Yeah. I mean, like, just DVD package after DVD package. Just so much great stuff. Uh, and, um, I mean, just just incredible stuff. You gave underwear to a man before. Yeah, a I mean, how much? Yeah. And he loved it, and he yeah. wore it back. Yes. People love stuff. I, have, I had some 24 chewing gum that was about to expire. I threw that <laughs> into the crowd. You know, one of the things we do is we throw I fire stuff into the darkened theater. you got to have a good hand. I will say that that crowd, I was a little worried about their, kind of like the Giants outfield. I was a little really? worried about their ability to field. But we did throw some, and I clanged a bunch of them off tabletops, and, but no one was hurt. We got some, some people got their legs hit, but they were, they were fine. So expect more of that on the 25th, our free event. There'll be more of it coming up on the Bastard Machine. Uh, but yeah, we're going to podcast live from there. Are you guys excited about oh, it? I'm, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. wait. God, I wish we could just go like like how I wish we could involve our international callers and listeners because maybe they can they can if they want a question asked they at the live program they should, they should <gasps> say this is only to be asked during the live program. Oh, don't really don't good. piss this away on the weekly podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is such a special call or a special song as we've seen uh, recently. Oh. This is for the live podcast only. We could play MP3s, though. I mean, we can't take any live calls, but if they send an MP3 right. in, we could play that. We can play MP3s. So international call. This is a great idea, Joe. Welcome back. That's Welcome be back, back, friend. Gah, God. Shook off the oxycontin. Look, you are, you're hired. You're just, just like strapping right now. Every time you come up with a good idea, I just... It's like falling back in love, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, thank you for that. But that is a great... So we had not planned this, no surprise. But yeah... <laughs> If you are an international caller, send us an MP3 that we'll play at our, at our live event on the 25th. Perfect. And uh, also, if you have a call you only want played, not like, as Joe says, pissing it away like next week on this podcast, 
If you want it only played into a theater where 120 people, 120 crazy hot cougars and kittens and yeah. people, guys with panthers, family guy, manthers. Man, like oh, GW, a manther. You're a man. You're not a panther. You're a manther. Uh, if you want it only played in that live setting where things are going to be chaotically entertaining, then tell us in the call, and we will save it. And we will play it, and it. Uh, I'm sure uh, people from Japan and England and whatnot are going to want their stuff played. It's going to be fantastic. Great idea, Joe. Thank you. A great one. All right, now let's let's get to some calls, Benny. Uh, hello, podcast panel. This is Al Dude calling from the 541. You may recall me as Ringo Starr's biggest fan. It was a couple months ago. There's been a lot of vacations going on since then. Um, had a question, somewhat political, so kind of Garofoli, but not really. Um, I know, you know, your friends, you got a shout out on Countdown. We kind of know where the blog kind of goes as far as the whole uh, p- political skew thing, but I have a very important question for the panel. Sarah Palin, cougar, milf, or considering her daughter's condition, gilf. <laughs> I vote for cougar over milf because of the Marge Simpson hairdo-like thing. I think milfs have a better uh, kind of sense of style, I guess, is what I'm going for. So my, my vote is for cougar. So uh, just wanted your thoughts on that. All right. Peace out. Uh, by the way, it's September. In case this doesn't, <laughs> in case this gets lost and doesn't get on till like January or whatever. All right. Uh, peace out, boys. Later. Go Ringo. Oh, great. Thanks, call. Al and Charlie. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a cougar or I'm a kitten or my gilf, Charlie. Hello? No one's talking here. <laughs> Stop looking at my legs. He has his Tina Fey glasses on I, there, too. I guess I didn't know that you were going to go into your Sarah Palin. Charlie. <laughs> and this is a reference to your Charlie Gibson. Charlie. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to I'm going to answer this question because uh, and we can all have our shot at it because we are a panel now. We're not a panel now. Uh, yeah, you can't because you're a political guy. You can't you can't uh, Joe's got, needs to uh, have uh, his objectivity uh, intact. But I don't. But you can ask Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I liked I loved uh, Tina Fey's uh, uh, Sarah Palin this week on Saturday. Did you like yes. it? Did you see it? I thought it was very good. Very In good. fact, uh, the um the ratings were the best mm-hmm. <laughs> since in um, any season opener since 2001 and the best um, show since since I hosted it in de- <laughs> December 2004. Now, when Al Gore provides excitement for a program, you know it's in desperate straits. Oh, well, Al, that's true. It's uh, that You did a fine job there. Um Barack Obama pulled out at the last second. I think it was something about uh, didn't it felt like it was probably unseemly to be on a comedy show when Ike was yes devastating t- uh, Galveston and parts there uh, around. Um, <clears throat> but let's not let's not lose fact. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say that even though Tina Fey was great as Sarah Palin, the rest of the show was <laughs> awful, just awful. Did you feel that the treatment of uh, uh, of Governor Palin was fair? Well, I don't. I'm not looking for 
fair, I'm looking for it, funny. You think it was funny? I think it was funny. I th- thought this this the uh, for opening sketch was well written. Mm-hmm. It was it was well written back. It was really good. And to answer the caller's they, question, they, she took some hard shots though in the weekend update. Yeah, she that did take some. Yeah, some that was a little partisan. Yeah, that was a little more. Partisan. And they and they weren't as funny in the weekend update. It's like, eh, okay, whatever. But then again, weekend update. Well, you get what you get what you pay for there. Hey, God bless Tivo. We can uh, blow through the rest <laughs> of the show. Oh, yeah. The only thing I liked was Andy Sandberg's Kathy. I thought that was very funny. That was funny. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, sweat drops, sweat drops, sweat drops. That was very, very. I laughed out loud at that. Yeah. Uh, but to the caller's question, to the point in the end, I'm going to vote. And this may surprise you. I'm going to vote all three. Wow. Because she she's cougar, a cougar. Gilf and Milf. Yes. Well, Milf, they... well, Milf first, then you'd be Gilf because you'd be the. Milf, and then you'd be because your daughter's well, Gilf has two terms because she's also still a governor. Oh, see, there are sites devoted to her to governors, governors. yes. But and but the G in this question would be With grandmother, grandmother yes. yeah. I, you know, I gotta tell you, uh, as much as I hate politics, uh, Sarah Palin, she's lovely. I mean, if you if you if you just if she wasn't gonna shoot you out of a helicopter or something, or if she wasn't gonna just lie and cover up. Misdeeds and stuff. I know you have to be quiet during this part. This is this is you're talking strictly of her as a her physical presence. Yeah, she is hot. I mean, she can she's getting it done. She, that has always been our definition. Are you still getting it done, Benny? What do you think? She is still getting it done. And maybe maybe we come up with a new term for her: a, a uh, kilf with a c, a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> kilf. So it's the hard c, the yeah, Celtic or c, or a sylph. I don't know. Sil- <laughs> the Celtic Sea. <laughs> uh, that, that would encompass all of that. You know, it'd be the the milf. And well, the... here's how I look at it. Pol- politics aside, were you sh- to see Sarah Palin give a and say, "I can't I'm sitting in the bar, saying, would you want? Would you do that?" Yes, I would. I would. If you didn't know, yeah, you didn't I care vote about pol- yes, and you don't care about politics anyway. So that and I do- I hate politics. Yeah. I loathe politics. So. But, you know, there's a couple of pictures of her in her little leather skirt. Yeah, and I like the glasses. I like the kind of, like... You like that sort of... Uh, you've always been a big fan of the librarian look. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, and does Tina Fey do the same thing for you? Uh, I think she's better looking than Tina Fey. And it, you've seen Tina Fey in person, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. And it is... Uh, she's uh, very funny. She's very funny. Uh-oh. And, uh, Uh-oh. Oh, no, no. I'm just not... I'm not attracted to her. But um, she's very funny. And but she I, doesn't I, have that librarian sultriness. In, in, in a way, she does, I guess. She's also, uh, she's just, I think, I, and I love funny women, so that's, you know, that's that's a sign. But, I mean, if you're just going to go on the question, caller's question, I think all three. All right. She is still getting it done. I mean, she is still I getting it done. Although, I don't necessarily want her to be vice president, but uh, still getting it done. All right. All right. All right, Benny, another call here. Hi, guys. This is Andrea from Connecticut. Uh, long time no talk. I'm just back from my 10-year anniversary trip, but we went to Scotland, so slightly different from Paris. <laughs> we were doing golf and the pubs and all that stuff. But anyway, I'm calling about two things. One, I want to disassociate my name from Swingtown. I know that at the beginning of the summer I was all, this is going to be renewed in the fall and all that stuff, but it was just the same thing over and over. It's like the main couple and the swinging couple are together, and then the uptight couple walks in, and then awkwardness ensues. Like, you can't do that over and over. It just gets boring. So I only gave it three episodes, but if you can't get me after three hours of telling a story, you know, the story's just not that good. 
So that's my opinion. Um, and then the other thing was a random thought I had watching Mad Men on Sunday was that um, this has probably been said before, but Don and Betty definitely seem to me to have some similarities to Tony and Carmela, which probably makes sense because the whole Weiner connection. But um, you know, there's obviously a lot of differences: the time and the ethnic niche and all that stuff. But there's the dark, powerful male with all the secrets, and then the blonde, pretty wife who's very conflicted and sad, which was a big thing this last Sunday. And then there was one season of The Sopranos where it was a lot about Carmela's sadness. So anyway, just curious if you have any thoughts about that. And um, keep up the great work. You guys just have a hilarious podcast. And I will keep listening. Thanks. Bye. Yes. Connecticut again. Wow. Lots of dissect in that, uh, in that call. Very she, nice to hear from her. Yes, she is uh, has always been probably one of our brightest callers. Right, that's a, that's a thin field, but it is. A th- but but she probably wow. says. Uh, now, didn't we give her a grief last time for calling in the car? Right, because because she's just yeah, uh, yeah driving. We again. gave her grief right. about something. Yeah, well, but we always give her. But how about grief. this? This is like her dream girl. She's like uh, she goes to her, her tenth oh, anniversary trip I to know. Scotland with golf and the Pogues. Uh, I know. Did she just, say the Pogues? I think she said the pubs. Oh, pubs. Okay. It's like the pubs at Pogue yeah. in Scotland. Yeah. Um, but golf and pubs? Uh, wow. Yeah, That's really. Hard. And into Swingtown. Mm. Mm. And into Mad Men, in which there's a lot of swinging. Mm. Mm. And also from, <laughs> also from uh, um, you know, I guess she's in a beer and, and, and Scottish yeah. Maybe I'll, accents, yeah. perhaps? Hmm. Oh, come on. It's not from Scotland, this crap. <laughs> yes, thank you. Wow. All right, to answer her question, though, uh, excellent. Uh, and, uh, I like to give her a knee slapping. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do something about because she was celebrating her 10 year anniversary. Uh, I was going to, no, I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, let's get right to the question. I, I, here, I think that uh, uh, she's right that Swingtown got redundant, and that's probably why it wasn't about. Still, people were really into it, and they, and they, and they, they remained into it, even to the end. Um, Is there any chance it's gone for good, right? I th- no, I think there's a chance it could come back, either in mid-season or on, on the cable channel. Um, if you remember, Teaching, we uh, answered that question. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Today? Uh, and last week. Andrea's already heard, she's heard it already. Um, but to, add, to, to her more current question yes. about Mad Men... There are definite parallels between um, uh, Tony and Carmela. I think the difference is that uh, um, Carmela was a little bit more in denial. You know what I mean? So, uh, probably a little stronger character too. Do you think? Uh, do you think she is in denial and Betty is just clueless? Betty's kind of she's kind of tapping into like she's what's tapping going into on. it, yeah. And and she's coming into her own on that. This is her season of sort of coming into her own on that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I, I think there's a difference in that um, uh, Carmela capitalized. She, she, she was in denial about what Tony did, but was willingly reaping the, the rewards right. from what he did. I think yeah. Betty's doing the same. Yeah? I think Betty's doing the same. Right. She is. She's, she enjoys the horseback riding. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And, you know. Let's, here's one major difference, though. All right. Who would you rather see in their undergarments? Oh, the program. Come on. Yes, it does come down to what, that. Why does it have to come down to that? Because it does. Really? It, it just does. So it's just... Uh, I have a huge January Jones <laughs> crush, which I have... This is a second consecutive Second week, podcast. I'm going to do it under the bus with her. I wonder what she thinks <laughs> about the political scene. I tell you, that January doesn't do it for me. 
I'm not a big blondes guy. Not that that matters. Not that there's anything not that there's wrong, wrong with that. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to objectify Joe, Gary yes, Foley. I am. That's why we watch television, exactly. to objectify, to objectify. people. Yeah. People are in two dimensions, and we like to keep them that way. Exactly. But in real life, in our personal relationships, <laughs> the Oxycontin. <laughs> I must yeah. have a little, a little leftover. <laughs> leftover. People are, are three dimensions. They are, exactly. And it's all about feelings. You know what? I have a little breaking news to throw into this question. <laughs> the news is dripping out. Edie Falco. I forgot to tell people that I have seen uh, Edie Falco's um, uh, new series for Showtime, Nurse. Uh, whatever her name was, Nurse something, uh, Nurse Edie. No, they were, it was just a, a temporary title. They have, they have it. They're going to change it. Yeah, are you, are you thinking Nurse Betty? Is it? It's not Nurse Betty. No, that's right? another show. The Nurse Edie. No, I'm just kidding with that. So I, I saw we saw extended clips from uh, Edie Falco's thing, and I really like it. And I think she's going to be really good at it on the Showtime. And it's going to be. I think it's going to be fantastic. Is Lee Turgenson in? <laughs> oh, whoa! I thought I called you right. You are, sir. A great callback to Lee Turgenson. Look at you. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, I should do Ed McMahon. My McMahon is. And it feels good to yeah, do. Yeah, it <laughs> always in a feels good. good. Mood, yeah. Let's buy his house. Oh, uh, get it cheap, <laughs> cheaper. I'm still waiting for it to go down. Yes, and we have another call, Benny. Let's get another call in there. Okay. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Andrew again from Ireland. You see, I'm calling back again and that little bit of British television history there starts my phone call. Now I've got comments and I've also got questions and I'm afraid I've also got a possible TV idea. Comments very quickly. Thanks again for your great, great views on the Mini Cooper. I have a Cooper S, by the way, which means that uh, I'm a fast man, you see. Because let's face it, you know, Cooper, a Mini Cooper is just for wusses. Secondly, big, big fan of Top Gear myself. Been watching it for, oh God, 20 odd years. Um, in fact, if you, go, if you go onto YouTube, you can actually see a couple of the really old Top Gears, and they are uh, strange, to say the least. And finally, uh, I also have to say that uh, you've been talking about podcasts a lot. You talk about fighting talk and, and the whatnot. And um, a very good one is the Collins and Herring podcast, in which two middle-aged men Ramble along for about an hour. Sounds a little familiar myself. My only question is this, and that is, guys, is the American TV coverage of the Olympics as bad as it used to be? I was over in Atlanta, or over in the States in 96, and I still have nightmares of John Tesh and his color pieces. (laughs) So there you go. And finally, of course, guys, I have my own show idea. You've had... uh, bars, you've had pixie brawls, my suggest a legal drama. There have been detectives, there have been police officers, and there have been lawyers. How about judges? I think you know what I'm thinking about? Robes. Think about it. <laughs> the world of judging. You could have all kinds of people on the program. From the desk, it would be a full-length robe. When they get up, it's a shorty robe. <laughs> Fighting crime with a shorty robe. And what's more, of course, you'd have to go for older people. Possibly, perhaps, Ed Asner, multiple <laughs> Emmy winner. I'm sure many of you out there would not forget the image of Mr. Asner appearing in a shorty robe. Or perhaps Wilfred Brimley, <laughs> who I think, it has fair to say, would be battling crime 
tending his well-made garden and diabetes. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I better go. The coals have cost me 41 cents, which I think in US dollars at the moment might be two bucks. But as I said, I've enjoyed the questions, enjoyed talking to you all out there, and you have a very big gay falling over here in Ireland, <laughs> me. So keep up the good work. Love to your mothers, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, Andrew. Wow. wow. Just, wow. Give it up for Andrew. That's a tour de force. Wow, man. There's so much to get to. He has a Cooper S. Yes. He's a fast one. Unlike the wuss US Straight version. Cooper. Yeah. yeah. You can get a Cooper S here as well. Can you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, he probably would be afraid or ashamed to know that I like the Cooper Clubman because, you know, I've got the kids to put in the back. All right. But uh, it's Clubman's a nice car. Nice, nice. I love the Mini Coopers. Um, Wow, so much. And he to talked get about to. threw out a shout out to Top Gear Fighting Talk. He said there's a Fighting Talk episode with two middle aged men. I think it was a, a I think swipe that was at a bash us. At us. Yeah, Andrew took a shot. Who's right. who's middle aged in this room other than I Benny? Am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're only as old as you feel. That's right. I'm elderly then. Yes, you are. You do. You're a dragon. And uh, John Tesh Olympic coverage. Oh my no, god. I think we, oh. you know NBC. Uh, say what you want about them. I think the Olympic coverage this year was much better. Uh, and, they, and they learned their lesson. They, they toned way back on those profiles. Uh, they took a lot of the sugary spice and hugs out of them, and they just kept them short and informative. thought they were good this year. I actually liked the Olympic coverage, and then we could was, go on and on. It was better, but it's still, it's still so U.S.-focused. I mean, USA! 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 Drill, baby, drill! Drill! Oh, sorry, I was channeling the get Republican National politi- Convention. <laughs> get your politics out of my I'll save podcast. that for under the bus. <laughs> yes. Charlie, Charlie, you're just you're getting good on that Palin, uh, uh, and um, he talked about uh, God, that was Andrew. Why, why bring up Ed Asner in a shorty row oh. or Wilford Brimley? That was just oh. that was disturbing. Well, why does he? Why do they have to be old white guys in the shorty robes as in judges? Why right. can't we have like you know Heather Locklear or you know someone <laughs> you know someone some hot young baby? So you're saying there. hot judges? Yes. Hot judges. <laughs> Is that the name of the show? Sure. <laughs> no, uh, juicy judges. Juicy judges. You gotta think. You gotta think broader terms. Juicy judges. <laughs> uh, ju- yeah, I like a judge show. All judges. Yeah. All the time. Now, would there be a lot of courtroom scenes, or what do you what do you see? I think there's got to be whatever. It's got to be a shorty robe. That he's right about that. <laughs> Male, female, whatever. Just get the robe on. Tend the garden. Roll the cameras. Uh, also, I love that we have the big gay following in uh, in Ireland, which is Andrew. Yes, well, we're huge among gay audiences everywhere. We are internationally famous uh, among uh, gays for our gay friendly and it's uh, very gay friendly content. Uh, you're actually wearing some bi curious shoes <laughs> right now. <laughs> that was Color a joke. Stolen. Color me bi curious <laughs> yellow. Stolen straight from Thirty Rock, uh, which one of my favorite lines. All right, so I think that's all we've got today. Uh, Andrew, thanks for calling. Hey, wait, a- Andrew had like a, a telling comment there, and I want all of our international listeners to, to note this as they call in for the 25th. 41 cents is all yeah, what, it costs? What, I didn't understand what he said afterwards. Just 41 cents. Oh, he said any, what he said. It's the conversion rate, you know, because the, uh, the euro oh, you know, oh, and, and the it's dollar. It's two bucks. Probably yeah. cost them a couple of bucks for U.S. So. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But uh, 41 cents. Make the call, oh, you right? Cheap bastards, call you cheap international bastards. <laughs> make the call. All right, so 
let's let's wrap this one up. So we had, a, I think we uh, did a fine job, and I know that others who are looking in the window want to go to lunch. Uh, Peter was just here a second ago. Too bad it wasn't Peter's cousin. Oh yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Did you see her in L.A. By the way, I did see her in L.A. Really? Yes. Yes. She is lovely. What and I, you... and it, I love that it's just so disturbing for Peter Hartlove for us to talk about her, her his cousin. Yeah. Well, Peter doesn't listen this, this deep into the show. No, he, he's just, he's like our wives. He's not listening at this point, yeah. so we can talk about his hot cousin. And she is Didn't spectacular. Didn't someone come up to him and say, uh, oh, I I heard your cousin talk about the, on yeah, the show. True, and his class reunion. True story. Peter, went to his, uh, Peter Hartlob went to his class reunion, and somebody saw his name tag and said, Peter Hartlob's cousin. And he's like, what? And he goes, on a TV talk machine. They're always talking about your hot cousin. He's like, oh, my God. I can't believe it. Can't get away from it. But uh, so let's wrap it up by saying the uh, the 25th, we're going to have this thing. Obviously, we'll have a podcast before then, but get your calls in right now. And those numbers are 188-SFC-TV-TM. Every time. You, you always leave out an 8. No, 188-8. Oh, is that why yeah. that started? That's why no one calls. All right. <laughs> one sfc tvtm And if you're an international caller and you got 41 cents you can spare... 415-777-8821, or you can uh, send us an MP3 by sending it to podcasts, plural, plural. podcast at sfgate.com. Oh, we had one more call left. It was from uh, Lee Turgenson's agent. He said he thanked you for mentioning him for the first time in public. I'll take that off the air. What time is that event on the 25th, by the way? Uh, t- to be determined. But I'm thinking it'd probably be about 6.30. We'll, uh, we'll put it up on the Bastard Machine, and we'll have all, all the information available there. And it is now free. It is a free event, because we don't know how to set up a phone line. So <laughs> you have a lot of bang for your buck in this one. You'll get at least some bang. You'll get some. <laughs> wow. I'm going to leave that sitting on a tee. And for that, good night and good luck. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie. <laughs>